I'm Abby McEnany. You're listening to Improv Nerd with Jimmy Corain. Jimmy, Jimmy Corain, Jimmy Corain's a nerd. Jimmy Corain's an improv nerd. Jimmy Corain's a nerd. Oh, Jimmy. Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Corain, and you are listening, believe it or not, to another episode of Improv Nerd, and we have a great one for you today. Our guest today is Abby McEnany. And Abby is just was voted in the spring 2016 Improviser of the Year at IO Chicago. That is a huge honor. She's, she currently performs with Virgin Daiquiri. She was a member or still a member of Sirens and uh, is also performed at the Second City with the Improv All-Stars. She also does one-person shows. So she is a writer, improviser, and as people tell me all the time, she is a fan favorite uh, of improvisers here in Chicago. We talked to Abby about how such a private person ends up doing a one-person show that's very revealing. Uh, how she uh, didn't think she was going to win the Improviser of the Year. And she talks about how important it is to have a strong voice in improvisation. I just love her. You're just, you're just going to love it. She's so honest, and it's so informative, and she's just... it's. It's inspirational, but when aren't these inspirational? Except when I speak and I get really dark. And uh, today, I just want to say I um, I got so mad today. I mean, I'm embarrassed how mad I am. And as my therapist uh, says to me, it, it's not the anger that you feel shame about. It's the shame you feel about being angry. So it's okay to be angry. It's I, I don't want to be angry because I don't want to feel the shame that follows afterwards. I, Lauren was helping me, and my God, I have the best freaking wife. Let me just tell you, she's so supportive, and I, you know, I've I've been the last uh, seventy-two hours obsessed with responding back to this email. This is for uh, uh, like a business, a corporate improv gig. And, um, you know, and what I do is I call a lot of people and ask their advice. So I finally got some really good advice. And I sat down with Lauren. I'm sure I wasn't clear. And she goes, well, this is what we're going to do. And I said, Lauren, I've talked to two people. This is what we're going to do. And I just snapped. And I took my laptop computer and I lifted it up and I slammed it on the coffee table. And then we have this beautiful wooden bowl uh, that we got at an art fair for like 25 bucks. And I picked that thing up and I threw it down on the on the wooden coffee table. And then I just, I, I like an idiot, I just, I was about to storm off and Lauren calmed me down. And I was just like, Lauren, Lauren, you, 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 you're, you're never trying to help me. And she did a great job of, of calming me down. But I'm just, I, I just, I feel exhausted and I just feel a lot of shame about what I did. And, I, you know, being angry is one of the most intimate emotions. And it's something that I, I try to hide from people. You know I'm angry. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm just filled with rage. But to express it, I just feel so vulnerable and so wiped out. But you're not going to feel wiped out uh, after you hear this because she, Abby is such a great guest. You are just going to love this episode. She is so honest. She talks about everything, uh, just gets everything on, on the table. Uh, so here it is. I know you're going to love it. The Abby McEnany episode. Enjoy. Jimmy's a nerd, he's a nerd, oh yeah. Jimmy's a nerd, he's a nerd. Betzel, hey Betzel. Hi, good. You know, it's interesting, Abby, because you have this, you're just, you're, you're, you light up when you hit the stage, but really, you, you said you're a nervous and shy kid. Yeah. Um, how does being shy get in the way of being a good improviser? I don't know if it does, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, I was talking to my friend uh, Jake today, and I, I, I have this whole thing about, um, and I think people are like, you're shy, and I think that like when I'm around people, I know, like I like fucking, lo- I, I, I'm a lot of swear. If not, yeah, you we got yeah. a lot of beeping to do. Right. Uh, uh, I'm not very classy. Um, so like when I'm around people, I know, I'm like, that's not a big deal, but if like I'm the, and I do stuff, I'll do a lot of stuff on my own, but I'm not just like going in and like, hey, everybody, but anyway, so I don't think it gets in the way. I hope I'm answering your question. I think I'm a very private person, but when I'm on stage, I'm very open. And I think that there's like a duality there or a hip, 
I did this thing, and I, I just did a show, and I, it was a storytelling show, it was very personal, and I, I just started, I'm like, hey guys, like, this is very personal, it's shit I've never talked about, it stays in this room, right? And so like, when I was on stage, it gave me the freedom to like share this shit that I never, oh my god, hi, how are you? I can't believe who, it. Who is that? Uh, Um, I know. Uh, and uh, but like so, when I'm on stage, like I feel like the the freedom to share it. But I do like I set the, I set the uh, I set the thing very early on in that show that was like that I basically like this is not to be talked about because this is my private life. So don't you dare share. It's very strange. I don't think shyness gets in the way. It's like this is a way to express yourself. And I think also if people will be like, you're not shy. I'm like, all right, uh, you don't know me, but yeah. Did I answer your question? Probably not. It, it was a good enough answer. All ah, right. Answer. I think this is interesting because I've done a lot of one-man shows, uh -huh. one-person shows. Um, <laughs> you're a private person. How do you muster that courage up then to be revealing? Even if you say, okay, right. I don't want anybody to, to repeat this. Which, right. I mean, yeah. Uh, come on. You know they're going to, right? Well, um, Is that for you when you say that? I think it's, I mean, I just, I guess I want to set up a thing of respect, right? Right. So I, I guess, I mean, obviously, if you say something on stage, like, it's, it's free reign. Like, anybody can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Mm. I guess I just say, like, I, I just, I think privacy is, what gives me, I think what, when people say, I want to do one person show, and then, like, I always, I've done two. One was more of a, like, a sketchy, like. More character-based. Yeah, and, like, there was, like, some monologues, but, like, some songs and, like, characters and stuff like that. And then this one was absolutely, like, just all, me, right? And then, so I did spiral for a long time, like, you arrogant bitch who wants to hear about your life for 55 minutes. <laughs> you know, a lot of that. But then I also have to say, if you do that, I think that the, like, I can, in, in this community anyways, I'm a fairly unique voice, and, like, I have maybe something worthwhile to share. Did people Jury's come out. up to you after the show and say, oh, when you told that story, I could really relate? Well, I had a friend who said, like, oh, my God, I have so much to talk to you about, but I know I'm not allowed to. It's <laughs> like, no, you're allowed to talk to me about stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like one a dear friend of mine. Well, I don't know him super. Like, we, we were starting to get friends, and it was like, uh, and he's like, maybe, I don't know, he's in his 20s, and like, he's like kind of this bro -y guy. He's great. He's a great improviser. He came up to me, and he was just crying, like, about, like, something that we had, that I had talked about. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. But that sounds, I think, really arrogant. Like, I think I have something to say. Don't we all? Who gives a shit? <sighs> All right. But don't we all have something to say or we I'm, wouldn't be doing this? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, but I did, like, uh, you know Rebecca Sohn, of course, yes, who's I love her. one of my very, I just love her so much. And uh, Rich Sohn, of course, like, are just, and we're friends separately and together, but uh, we were going down to Virgin Daiquiri one night, and I was just like. For people who don't know Virgin Daiquiri. Oh, yeah. Is a, it's, 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 woman it's, yeah, improv team at IO. Great. Wednesday nights, uh, free, 8 o'clock, right. come yeah. by, it's real yeah. fun. Um, and we were on our way to I.O. Uh, for VD, and I was like, yeah. And she's like, you got to do it. I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm a nervous person. I have a lot of self-doubt. So, like, who gives a shit? Well, I, <laughs> I, I love this because I have so much self-doubt. Right. You know? I was like, I told Jimmy before, I'm like, don't worry, man. I'm a mess. <laughs> we got a lot to get into. And when you say that, what, what are you a mess about? Um... I mean, like, absolutely, like, lack of self-confidence, like, like I'm, you know, I mean, if you put my life against most people, I'm a huge failure. But, like, we, you know, what is success? Ooh. Um, yeah. And what do you, you just received the, uh, uh, what was the award? It, it, you're, you are blushing, and you don't even know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. You got Improviser of the Year at I the I.O. here in I Chicago. Did. I did. All right? Yeah. You're All right. Okay, yeah. you're, you're, you're blushing when I say I am. that. I just, yeah. what, what, what is your What are you feeling about getting that away? Um, well, it was funny because I thought Brenda Dowling, who is, what, like, again, uh, one of my very, very best friends, was going to get it. Cause, and they set it up. Like, everybody was like, they set it up that, I, that Brendan was going to get it. And that was the way they were going to get me to get to the Dells. And usually I go to the Dells, and it's super the fun. The Dell Close Awards. Dell Close Awards. And, and that's where the, like, they do, yeah. They, it's just really fun, and they're like sketches and dumb stuff. And so I was like, okay. And then um, it was like this big elaborate ruse to get me here, but I was like trying to be like get an elaborate ruse to get Brendan there. So I was really fucking surprised. Like I was, so anyway, so I was just, I still can't even believe it. But I almost get a sense you're embarrassed by it. Yeah, I mean, it's also like, what does it mean? But it's it's lovely. I mean, I I, it, I really like it. Really shocked me, and 
and the stuff I did all that night and that week before was the stupidest thing because I was like trying to be real subtle about, hey, Brendan, I was thinking about going out to Dallas. Are you thinking about going? <laughs> like doing like all this stuff. And then we were, uh, we were in the, um, you guys have been the new IO, yeah? So like, so we, uh, the show was, was, was in the Dell Close, but like there was spillover in the mission and that was where a bunch of us were because there were, it, it was fucking crowded in there and dude's fucking 48, I'm too old for this shit. So I was like in the other room and I got to sit down and we're like watching and I was like hanging out with like Kate Klein and Neil and like, I don't know, Sabine and, and Brendan. And then like Sabine left and I was like, shit. So I had a sig and I went back in and I, I talked to a, a Louis um, and a Sarah, uh, a Jill Fenstermaker and I was like, you guys, I just have to let you know. Brendan has left the Dells and uh, Dell Close, and now he's in the mission. So you're gonna have to go find him. And I was like, and they're like, thanks, thanks, thanks. It was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and the only reason I knew, and then Brendan like got up. I was like, why is what's he doing up there? And then they started the video, and I was like, this is gonna be good. And then it was, it was. I think it started with Richard and Rebecca, and then it was Colleen Murray and Mary Stone like singing a song about me. And I went like. And I looked, and client, Kate Klein was right there. I was like, what? She's like, so, yeah. It was lovely. Now, do you, like, like for me, if I got in I'm a... I'm going to spiral for the next four days Now, what do you this. mean by spiral? Because, I mean, I'm just what do you a mean fucking spiral? What am I talking about? I'm going to be like, oh, you fucking fucked this up. You, you said something that... Fuck what up? This interview? Yeah, I mean, I'm, this is a mess. Okay. So, I can relate to this. So, when you say spiral, what do you mean? Go into a whole oh, shame yeah. spiral? Like I keep oh, yeah. beating yourself up. I yeah. should have said this. I should have said oh, that. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, every night and every morning. Like every night I go, oh God, you fucking suck. Every morning, oof. And, yeah. you know, and I asked you in the pre-interview, I said, mm -hmm. you know, was there a time that, that, you know, a bad show? And you said to me, you want to say what you well, say I, I, after a lot of your shows? Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, uh, you said, what the fuck are you doing? You're a talentless piece of shit. That's, <laughs> that's the message you yeah. tell yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you, how do you get, how, what keeps you going? Well, honestly, like, also, like, if you think about the log, like, what improv is, it's like, dudes, we're up there, we're creating art. It's a fucking art form. If somebody says it's a craft, I honestly, go fuck yourself. I, I, I don't care. Like, think what you want to think, but it's art, and you're creating art, and it's lovely. You're with people. It's an ensemble. You're doing the best you can. If it sucks, who cares? We're not saving lives. We're not curing a disease. We tried it. That's fucking brave. It sucked. I'm gonna feel shitty about it, maybe for a day, and then we're gonna get back on the horse and try it again. And it, I find it the, the most beautiful, beautiful collaborative piece of art. I find it it's just beautiful to be part of. I, I'm honored to be able to play. Does that make sense? Yeah, what do you find so beautiful about it? I just think that like people uh, come together and, and are on the same page to try to create something. And honestly, if you have anybody more than, <laughs> I mean, well, Obviously, I fight with myself a lot, but if you have anybody like, that comes together as a group, like, you know, sometimes it doesn't go well. And, if, and of course, like, oh, shit, man. like, I did, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Mac? And then, you know, like, what are you doing with your life? However, when it goes well, it's like the best thing in the world that you can actually create something with these people. And it's all based on, like, okay, let's try this. And it's beautiful. When it works, it's like, Best. Now you've said this a couple times. It seems like it's a theme, and I can relate to this because I'm <laughs> slightly older than you are, and that is you're too old for this. I know. I don't know. I don't okay. agree. No. Okay. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm too well, then, old. Well, then, 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 then it's me who's saying. Sometimes I feel that what am I doing? I'm oh, stuck in improv. No. I, I've been here too long. Explain. I don't know. That's not. I think that that it has nothing to do with my age. I okay. think. I think it more of like, oh, this is this was your life choice. Maybe you don't have it. What do you mean, the it, talent? Yeah, the talent. And so like, I think the age thing, like, uh, uh, dudes, like, I, I think I'm, I, sometimes I, I talk about my age a lot because I just feel like I don't want it to be off limits. I'm very aware of how old I am. I'm 48 years old. Which, which is, let's be honest, in Chicago, in the improv yeah. community, you're like retirement age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, I disagree. But, okay. I, but like, I mean, please, I would say please, like. Please, disagree. Oh, no. Dude, it's to the list. Just joking, okay, Jimmy. Okay. okay. No, I don't think, I, I, but I think like, like, I don't think I'm retirement age, but I would say that I am, I mean, I'm, a, I'm old compared to other people, right? And then like, but, and that doesn't bug me. Like some of my dearest friends, I just went to a wedding of my friend, Joe Feldman, who turned 30 this year. She and her husband now, Andy Kushner, they're two of my dearest friends. I think Andy is like 29. I'm not sure. I'm 18 and 19 years older than these people. They're two of my best friends. I love them. I do not have a problem with that. But I feel like there's some judgment from other people like, what is this 
old person still doing here? I f and I feel that externally, so I feel I need to like kind of always remind people like, yeah, I'm old. But I'm and not going to let other people define what my life choice is. And, 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 and what has made you, as you've gotten older, mm -hmm. a better improviser? What do you have on stage that the 24-year-old the, the, the kid that's judging you right. doesn't have? I mean, I've seen a lot, right? So, like, there's a, I mean, I, it's so funny because I feel like I have a lack of confidence, but it's also, like, uh, I don't feel like I need to prove myself every time. You know, like, when you, like, when I first got on, like, Laugheteria Ladies, old school, probably 1998, at the old I.O., like, I was just like, okay, all right, first beat, first beat, first beat, now there's a game, and I don't know how to play a game, what's an opening, like, you know, and, like, that often, That's like, what you were saying in the background? Yeah, line? and it was like, you know, there are 11 people on stage, and, like, you're, you're, like, trying to survive, right? And I was, like, probably, I was, I was probably 20, what was that? Oh, I was 29 at the time, right? So, like, I'm on the side, I'm like, okay, I haven't been out in the first three scenes, I have to go in the game, but I hate games, so, I'm like, I'll try to get... And like you're just like trying to like prove yourself. I feel like I don't have to prove myself anymore. I really I get nervous. We talked about it backstage. I get nervous before every show. I really want to do a good job. I want to be a good teammate. I want to be like a good supporter. So I still I, I still have that, but I don't feel I have to be like I have to defend my. Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't feel like I have anything to prove in a way. That's how are you feeling now? I mean I'm a mess. Okay. All right, so you went to college at the University of Chicago. I did. When you were studying there, mm -hmm. what, did, what, did, what, were you, what did you want to be? Um, my main goal uh, when I finally got I really wanted to work at Crate and Barrel. <laughs> and you went to UFC to, 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 for, for that? Well, I mean, I think, like, you know, people are like, oh, well, I was a history major. People are like, what are you going to go, go to grad school? I'm like, fuck no, I hate academia. I'm a bad student. I really want to work at Crate and Barrel. So I got a job at Crate and Barrel. And then I worked at Crate and Barrel, too. Fucking which one did you work at? Uh, Wabash and Washington. OK, which is no longer. Uh, it's on, I, did not, I did not bring it down. Right. No, <laughs> it's not my fault. Oh. I, take, I take a lot of responsibility for a lot of you things. Didn't steal, I will not do that. And you didn't steal anything there, either. Fuck no, dude. Okay, great. I don't I steal anything. Well, there's all, you know, there's, there was always like those videos. I don't know if they had videos there. Oh, but, they had all those videos. And also, there, there was all the, those, uh, do you remember, um, what was it, uh, scammer alerts? And they'd come over on faxes. Like people would like pass bum checks at the Michigan Avenue store, and then <laughs> this thing would go scammer alert. Like this guy with this like driver's license trying to pass a bum check, but like they didn't. Ha I mean, this was like uh, 92, 93. Mm -hmm. um, I worked there for five years, so like, and it'd be like, uh, but they didn't have like the technology yet, so they would like get the, they would like put the check through, and they'd be like, they're coming with fourteen highballs, and they're gonna return it for cash, and we'd be like, scammer alert. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember the guy who owned it was Gordon Siegel. Yes. And every time we would get like, and I'm sure it happened in your what, store what too. What store did you? I worked at Old Orchard. Okay. Classy. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like three days before we knew he was coming, everybody was on pins and needles, oh, and they'd be like, yeah. "Gordon's coming. Gordon's coming." Yeah. Remember the walkthrough at Christmas? They yes. had to do the Christmas walkthrough. Yes. Yeah. So like, so I mean, like, design is a big part of Crate and Barrel. And like, just like, the, actually, like a lot of people go in for the design job, like. Like, they don't want to be a buyer. They want to be a designer. Like, it's a big part of, like, their whole way. You go in, and it's supposed to, like, feel like a marketplace. It's overflowing. Um, trade secrets, whatever. And so, uh, but so they were like, okay, the walkthrough, the big corporate walkthrough for Christmas is tomorrow. And they had some great merch. And, and there were, like, uh, merchandise. There were these candles that everybody wanted, but they, they, they were telling people, they had us tell people that we were out of them because... The walkthrough was the next morning, and they didn't want to have to. They, it was like a big part of their display. So these customers came and was like, "I really want those pine cone candles," and we're like, "We're out." We weren't out. But it was. It was really a, in the '90s. It was a very cool job to work at Crate and Barrel. Oh, it, it still is, man. It's great um, stuff. Six years it took you to graduate. I did from U of C. I did. What happened? Um, I had. I don't know. Like I don't know if the word would be breakdown. I. Uh, I always. I. I had like I had a lot of like anxiety and phobia, and I had pa some panic growing up, and a little and some OCD, but it was not diagnosed because it wasn't really in the lexicon at that time. And I started seeing a therapist, I think in eighth grade. I mean, I'm a lifelong 
You still in therapy? Person. Well, my therapist retired in April because she was like 84. Saw her for 26 years. Uh, God bless. And um, so I'm kind of, I've talked to a friend who's a therapist, and we're like, we're, yeah. I, I've, I've got a recommendation if, you, if you're looking for it. Oh, I have a lot to talk about. Okay, great. It'll help me out. I'll right. be like, so you already know about Jimmy. Let's right. get started. Right. <laughs> Second <Right. laughs> Um So... Uh, and then I, then I mean, then some. I mean, it was like you know, and then massive. Like I mean, that is just like I came back from my first quarter was actually all right. Came back, and that second quarter, at, like starting in January of '87, was the worst. And I just like when you mean the worst, like couldn't get out of bed, kind of thing. Um, it was more like uh, washed my hands so they bled, uh, hoarded garbage, uh, couldn't get to class, counted steps, uh, felt honestly sick all the time, could hardly go, like anxious sick. Um, I, I don't know, like tapped things, like re-entered stuff. Uh, how, does re-entered. It, how does it show up today? It's very, I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. Not kind of know what is one right. of them. I, I think a lot of people who wouldn't know that, like that I have struggled with that for a long time. People are like, oh, you have that? And I'm like, you know, it's like, it's not, a, it's, I wouldn't say, like if somebody was like, how would you define yourself? It would not be in my top 10 things, mm-hmm. right? But it is, it is a cornerstone of my life. Like it has, it's a defining thing in my life. And it really... I can't even believe I graduated. It was very difficult, and uh, I was very—it was a very hard time. Um, how but you don't—you don't count like steps. I, I mean, I count, but it's not like I generally don't do it a lot. I still wash my hands a long time. A lot of people fucking pound on the door, and it drives me. Like I saw crazy. before, you went to the bathroom, you came back, and then you had a little uh, toilet. Oh no, that was for my eyeglasses. That okay, great. Yeah. Okay. So um, I wash my hands a really long time still. And then I have this double thing. We don't have enough time. Anyway, so I get a lot of like uh, uh, people like I, I get uh, misgendered a lot that people think I'm a uh, man using the women's room. So I get a lot. Of, using public bathrooms is very difficult. It causes me a lot of anxiety. I hate conflict. I experience it every day. Like fucking Starbucks, where I'm in Andersonville, people like are like, oh, you're not. Fuck you. Anyways, so I have a duality thing about bathrooms, public bathrooms, because I wash my hands a long time. So people are banging out on the door. And then also people are banging out on the door because they think a man is taking too long in there and it's a woman's room. How do you deal with that? You talked about it in your show a little. But you must, how how do you deal with it? It depends how I'm feeling and how they, when it happens, it depends how they, uh, how that person who is making a mistake, Mm -hmm. which honestly, you guys, I believe I'm, nailing the masculine look and that's what I want to be. So I, I'm not I'm not I'm very aware of what I look like, right? So a lot of it is if somebody is like, oh, and then they treat me with respect, I'm like, cool, it happens all the time. Don't even worry about it. Like honestly, it doesn't bother me. I understand it. When people treat me and yell at me <laughs> and scream at me. Has that happened? Yes. I'll can you can you give me an example? Um I mean I talk about it. I, this this one, I mean that's one of my favorite ones. Like I was in the Minneapolis airport coming back my uh was kind of, I was coming back just from seeing my dad. My mom had died maybe like three years before. I can't really remember. But I was visiting my dad in Colorado because he was a ski instructor. And I was flying, like, and I had a layover in Minneapolis from Snowmass. And I, so I was in the bathroom. I was waiting for my plane. And I went into the bathroom. And it's a fucking airport bathroom, right? So there are tons of people in there. And, um, and I'm like, usually when there are a ton of people in there, I'm like, I'm chill. Because if people are like, oh, and I'm like, then they look around like, eh, just a butch woman, like, washing her hands right um and and then this woman came in and she was like I was probably like 60 at the time so um I mean this was like I don't know 10 years ago I was 60 and walked in she's kind of shorter kind of put together like you know suit like the nice conventionally nice clothes and and she saw me and she like turned around and huffed out. She was so mad. She ran. She ran out. And then I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like trying to wash my hands quickly. <laughs> trying to wash my hands quickly because I have to wash my hands. And if I don't, like, I'm done. So, anyways, and then I was just like, "I'm. This isn't. This is like she's gonna do something." But I was like, "Oh, she left." Then she came in about a minute later, and I'm I'm drying my hands. I never dry my well. So if I ever shake your hand and they're wet, they're clean. I just don't have enough time to dry them. <laughs> anyways, um, she came up to me and she screamed, "This is the woman's room!" And I looked down at her. I was like, "And I'm a woman!" And I screamed at her, and then she looked up at me. She goes, "Well, of course you are." Like I think <laughs> that's how she recovered. Yeah. And I just was like, I was like, "Open your mind!" And I just stormed out. And the thing is that I was so furious, but then I cried. I'm just somebody who has to pee, like everybody else in this room. Can you just leave me alone? Can I not have conflict? It, and so, like, I called my friend Chandler, who's one of my very best friends, and I was just, and she get like. She gets it sometimes, and I was just—I just cried because I—I—it's exhausting. 
you, we were talking backstage about how the audiences have changed in 20 years. Oh, yeah, from the old I.O., yeah. Right, from the old I.O., yeah. which was in Wrigleyville, which yeah. was like, I mean... Yeah. Did you ever get crap about that from audience? Or I think, like, I'm, I don't know. I mean, like, I think... I mean, probably that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like, I, I mean, also just rock, walking in Wrigleyville, like, especially like 20 years ago, was not fun, you know? It wasn't fun. And I was like, I mean, my weight fluctuates, but I was, I was considerably heavier at the time, wore a lot of overalls, and it's just like, <laughs> it's like, you know, I just a lot. And, you know, like, fucking bros aren't exactly my, my demographic, you know? Right. Yeah, so. Are we getting I, more evolved? I think, I mean, as a society? Yes. With towards this, gender and yes, towards sexuality? Gender, yeah. For sure. But there's still dicks. I mean, everywhere. And, like, uh, yeah, I still run into bros sometimes. Mm-hmm. And even, in, like, at I.O. especially, like, and I think it, I mean, happens here, too, but, like, usually I'll see them after. It's, like, sometimes people, I like, do a couple shows here, and they'll be like, oh, man, great show. And I'm like, if it was before this, you would have been, like, you know, shot me in the back. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, man, man, that was a great show. I'm like, thanks, dude. But, um... Yeah, it happens. It still happened. And, and uh, yeah. Now, you started in the early 90s. And back then, it was yes. it was pretty much the bros, you know, the white, straight guys doing improv. Yes. Okay? What was it like to be gay in the improv community back then? It wasn't. It, honestly, it wasn't. I mean, it was never like a struggle. I mean, I've never been like, oh, no. I'm going to Right. Like I could, you know, I could give two fucks. This is what I want to do. So like, it wasn't hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have, have, <laughs> how, how have you seen women's role change in improv? Oh, I think you, it's great. Um, it's great. I think. When you started, you. how was it for women? I mean, I think it was you know like two guys, nine guys, no, two girls, nine guys, mm-hmm. three girls, four boys. Like you know, I mean three, not three girls, eight boys. You know, right. I mean. And I think that's changed somewhat, not not totally. Um, I, th- I think it's also hilarious when when changes have happened. The theaters that have made changes, like, isn't that amazing? Look at the diversity. Like the fact that you have to say that means that it's not. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, why are we talking about it? Uh, yeah, but it's definitely different. Um, the fact that there still needs to be like, it's funny. I, like when I was reading, like reading, like, oh, what shows do I do? And like, two, like I've been in this long term. Group sirens that we don't really we, all, all girl all, all women all women and then they've been together for a long time and I joined a year later maybe we're like sixteen or seventeen years in I'm not sure and we don't perform that much like we're all on kind of different life tra- tra- trajectories now um, and then VD Virgin Act uh, which is fantastic and I think it's still necessary the fact that that's still necessary and then it's so funny it, it looks like I was like oh they're gonna think I'm a man hating dyke that I don't like performing with guys I love performing with guys but like those are two of my you also <laughs> describe yourself as a dyke, not a lesbian. Correct. Can you explain? I can. Okay. Would you like me to? I would love Classic. to. Classic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, so. Was, like, that, <laughs> was that a stall tactic? No, I was just doing a bit. Like, that was okay. a killer bit. I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, okay, so I was call myself a lesbo, and a uh, uh, lesbian, whatever. And then uh, there, are a couple, there are a couple stories to this. One is that I was dating this awesome girl, Liz, and uh, she's 11 years younger than me. Uh, um, and we're, for, I mean, we're, we're different. I, I hung out with her last week. And this was uh, years, I mean, this was, I think, when I started touring. So this would have been, like, 2007 or something. And I, like, kind of, like, kind of just uh, referred to her. We were in my, in my apartment, like, in my kitchen. I was like, oh, you know, because we're lesbians. She's like, I'm not a lesbian. Lesbians are old women. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shit, because I'm 11 years older than her. I'm like, ooh, okay, can't, can't be that anymore. <laughs> like, even though she knew I was older than her, I was like, oh, God. And then... So I was like, oh, I'm a dyke. And I find that very powerful. I find that a very powerful word. It's political. It's like ball, uh, ballsy, classic. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I just feel it's strong. And I think it's phenomenal. And uh, I like it. So I was sort of like, yeah, I'm kind of more dykey anyways. And then I dated a trans man. When I, I met a guy in, uh, when I was on this long gig and uh, when I was touring with D.C. And it, we did this awesome, we, did it, we were in D.C. the summer of... 2009, after Obama was president, and we did this like big, it was called Barack Stars, and we were at this great Woolly Mammoth Theater. We were there for a month. And this was this a Second City Second style City review. Life. It was a tour, it was a tour co show, but we were there for a month. It was so fun. And we got, we met tons of people. It was so great. And I met this guy, Alex, and then I was like, um, okay, well, that's disrespecting his identity to call myself a lesbian. 
right? Because I was dating a man. And so then I was like, I'm a, uh, then I started calling myself a dyke. And I was like, I, he's, and I, I think, he, I was like, I'm not really a lesbian. And dykes can do whatever they want, right? And then lately I was like, I call myself a queer dyke now. Because I feel like I'm fairly fluid. Like, I, I mean, like, Vincent D'Onofrio, I'd, I'd hit that in a heartbeat, mm -hmm. you know? So I can find men attractive. And I'm, anybody? Vincent D'Onofrio? Anyways. Um, <laughs> they're not all winners. That one killed. Um, yeah, so I, I consider myself a queer dick. I mean, mm -hmm. if somebody calls me a lesbian, and sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm not like, you know, screaming at them, but, but I felt honestly for when I started dating Alex, I was like, that is just, this is disrespecting his identity because he is a man. We got to take a quick break here and then we'll be right back after this. Um, this was something that uh, I, I totally forgot, but you, we had done, Liz Allen and I did an individual. Liz Allen is my favorite of all time. She's a great teacher. I love her so much. And, and a dear friend. I see her when I go out to Vegas a bunch. And we did a workshop together. <laughs> uh, Liz and I were teaching a workshop. You were there in mm -hmm. there. And we asked you to write down something we're good at. Do you remember this? Can you tell That's the story? That's what, yeah. I was like, they're like, tell us one thing that you're really good at with performing. And I think I said, I really bring a lot of energy to the sidelines. Or something like that. Like, because I really like, I, and Liz was like, that's not good enough. What do you do good on stage? I'm like, well, I really am happy to be there. So, what do you think you're good at today if we ask that question? Well, that's what I said. I don't know. I think it's also pretty like weird, like, uh, you know, when somebody says they're good at something and then you like look at them and you're like, ugh, they think they're good at initiating? What a loser. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, I think I'm really good at playing loud characters. Does that count? Yes, I'll okay. count it. Yes, I'm nailing okay. it. Okay, so we're going to improvise. Now. Oh, are we now? Yes, right now. Shit. Do I, oh, we, do we, we, we can sit here. We don't even have oh, to get up we? to do it. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, do you, are you always at this energy level? <laughs> Okay. And I just say I was shooting a little. I was shooting a little thing uh, with Tim Mason. I love Tim Mason. He is just a dream. And so like we we're working on this little thing, and we it was so dumb. But I showed up, and I and I'm always like, uh, and it was real. I mean, and for me, it was like kind of early in the morning, and it was last weekend. And I was like, hey guys, and I met all these people, and I was like, oh my god, so nice to meet you. And we're like doing bits, and then uh, Jackie, who was working like was a PA and thing, she goes, do you need anything? Would you like some coffee? And Tim goes, oh God, no. <laughs> Like, no, don't give her any coffee. I'm like, that wouldn't actually change me. Yeah. All right, so we're going to improvise right now. Well, fucking now, yes. Because uh, I'm always learning on, on this podcast. Oh, me too. Okay. So what is it like a concept or something that you try to do when you, when you improvise? Well, um, mm, oh, God. Uh, oh, God. I, what do I try to do? I try to, um, I guess, move things along. I don't always succeed. But I, I guess I tried to be like, okay. So when you move. And also have fun. Honestly, I, I don't really think about it. Like when you were like, do you teach? Do you do? I was like, I've never taught because I don't think I have the mind. Like I don't understand how to teach. And I, I and be like, uh, and I've, I've never coached. Somebody was like, would you coach our team? I'm like, absolutely not. But I'm honored that you asked. I don't know what I would tell you. Have you ever directed? No, I have not. I just don't feel I have that mind. So I don't know how to answer these questions. Okay, fun. Tell me how you have fun because that's something I have struggled with my whole oh, life. Oh, for real? In and in life, yes. Okay. To me, it's work. Improv is just work. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I think it can be, but like, when you said like, what makes a good person to improvise with, it's just like, if you trust a man, like you're all, you're on a fucking raft together and hopefully you're not going to die. Right, so, but we've never worked together. How do we build trust like that? You know what? Jury is out. I'm all just right. joking. No, I feel like, like, because you had me, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I don't know. Okay. I got you, dude. Great. All right. Okay, so we're going to take a suggestion. Yeah. And if you want to get up, we can get up because yeah. we have cordless mics. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, my favorite people are like, uh, people are like, what's your favorite thing? I'm like, I don't know. I like to sit a lot. <laughs> but I feel like I'm worried. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. Here. I do, too. I like to sit a lot. But yeah. is that an age thing, you think, for Oh, us? I've always okay. been like that. Okay. I think also for me, it was a lot about, like, my size. I think I'm, I'm obviously a big person. I, 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 when I started, I was, I was bigger. I feel very clumsy. I feel, I'm not very, my back, I've always had a bad back. I feel like I take up too much room. It's like, oh, that's so many things. And so, like, my thing is if, if, I, if I sit, 
then they're not gonna. I'm not gonna be taking up too much room and be clumsy. Now it's not that. How, I just think because I don't remember you being heavy. I mean, I was I, I was heavy when I started. I was like two, probably in the two sixty. Right. I mean, were you that heavy? I was. Um, I was. Let's see. I've gained a lot of weight this summer. Let's see. I I was. Uh, I was. 45 pounds heavier than I am now. And, like, for me, in my head, I'm always the fat kid. I'm always Yeah, fat. I mean, I am, like, if you, if you put in my BMI in, I'm obese right now. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, I mean, it's like, you know, if you have a problem with it, call my father. He does, too. Uh, but I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm very, like, again, like, I'm very aware. Like, anything that anybody would say about me, I'm like, I thought it myself. I don't care what you think. Peace. So, anyways, so the sitting down thing, a lot of that was just, like, don't, don't move around. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a suggestion. Can we get a suggestion? Palindrome is the suggestion. Now, you hear palindrome. What, what, what's the first thing that goes? Uh, first thing is like uh, that it would be like a puzzle. And then the second thing, did you ever read Encyclopedia Brown growing up? Did you guys? Yes. They, they had that. Do you remember that palindrome one with like Bugs Meany and like he was trying to, so that's what I was thinking about Bugs Meany and Encyclopedia Brown. So I, 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 so what do you, what, how, you how, how would you use that then? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Great. Now I hear palindrome and I'm like, what the, f I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Oh, do you not know what it is? No, I don't. But, okay. but, but let's, let's just for fun say I don't, I honestly don't know what it okay. is. So what do I do with that suggestion? Um, I think, I, 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 oh, we're, I think sometimes if I don't know what it is, it's just like, what is that? How does that make you feel right now? Right? Okay. And so like, I, I feel a lot like when. When people like, when it's just like, the suggestion is, I don't know, cheese board. And then like in every, every two out of every three scenes, somebody says cheese board. I'm like, dudes, it's not about cheese board. It's like, what is that? Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of just does drive me to the brink. That'd be the one thing I'd say in class. Why are you talking about cheese boards? Anyways, so I would suggest, if you don't know what it is, you can either ask the person, what does that mean? Because that's, you know, a learning moment. Or how does it make you feel? So on stage, you get a suggestion, you know what, it's okay, because I've never broken this down. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say, to the, hey, what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, my God, for what sure. What does that mean? Palindrome. Yeah. Like level, L-E-V-E-L -E -E is the same backwards and forwards. Okay. Great. Radar, R-A-D-A-R. Okay. Great. I think for sure. Do you, do you, have you not ever asked people what stuff means? I've never. I've always, I've always like, when I get that and I don't know, I'm like, oh, I'm just shut down, so I just throw it out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm afraid. I would be afraid to ask. Oh, dude. Because I would look like an idiot. Dude, I, my whole life has been an idiot. Embrace it, So you, you've asked. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, and also, like, then we learn something. Like, that's fun. And also when you said, I know, uh, are we out of time? But the thing is, like, I feel like I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cheese because I know everything. I feel like I'm, I'm still learning. I, I, and I think that's what's so great about this, this form, like this art, right? It's like you, you never know everything. I mean, there, there's like, you know, some of the best improvisers I know who I feel like they know everything. But, like, I am not that person. I will never be that person. Like, yeah, it's, everything's a learning moment, right? All right. We should we take another suggestion? I feel uh, like. Do you want, or do you want to like talk about this one more? No, I th I think we should take another suggestion <laughs> and just just go and improvise. Okay, let's this do it. Is, yeah. I'm way in my head. Okay, Can we have me. another suggestion? Kumbacha. Kumbacha. Uh, what does kumbacha mean? It's a probiotic drink. And it, okay. It's a probiotic drink. Okay, yeah. great. I know it stinks, honey. I'm sorry, it's but terrible. Like, I know. It's awful. But Becca told me to try it, so I'm going to make okay. it. Oh, God. You know, she really shames me from afar. You think when she moved to Europe, she could, you know, she tracks my steps. You're kidding no. me. No. You know, before she, like, set up this thing wirelessly, I didn't even know about it. She emailed me in the middle of the night because, you know, it's years later there. She's like, you fat bitch, you ain't moving enough. I said, how dare you? And you're right. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, drink up. Now, well, it's not going to be ready to tomorrow, okay. thank God. Ugh. <sighs> I love our table! <laughs> ah, good purchase. <laughs> I mean, you, I didn't want to go to the Macy's Furniture Warehouse, and you... I said, I, I, I said, said, what did I say? You said, we're going in the car, honey. Yeah. We're going. Yes, and we got this. I know. I, you know what? You were right. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You needed it. Yeah. You needed to be right. Yes. So you I, killed it. Yeah, that was good. Clarice? Mm -hmm. I'm worried about you. You should be. I appreciate you noticing. Yeah. Um, 
last night I got up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, and I heard uh, some noise in the bathroom mm -hmm. and I went into the bathtub and there was candy wrappers. Mm -hmm. There was candy wrappers. I'm sorry, am I not allowed to eat in the tub? Well, Why are you worried about it? Because you're on a diet. Um, first of all, diet's a four-letter word. Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Simmons is my spirit animal. Um, and I, I, you know, if I'm going to make good choices, I can't have my husband. I'm mad at you right now. And I have been working with Dr. Lynn about it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm mad at you right now. How dare you? I am looking out for you. Are you? Yes. You seem pretty judgmental. We have the office party in four weeks. So? And I'm not taking a fat wife. Well, why don't you take the table? It's the one good thing you've done this year, so take this purchase you made. This skinny table. Clarice, it's not about the table. Uh, it's not about how you judge me, because if you don't like me at any weight, then you don't like me at all. My mother was right. What'd she say? This is the first time you're telling me this. No, actually, I've told you before, but this is the first time you're listening. Okay. I'm listening. She told me, if you marry that man, I will never talk to you again. And then she died the next day. <laughs> well, and I've been holding on to that for a long time. And maybe that's why I'm eating Snickers bar, never satisfied, in the tub, middle of the night. So maybe you need to take a long look. Oh! I, want, I want the best for you. Well, then go out that door because you ain't it. Won't you feel much better if you're Won't a size you eight? I'm sorry, size eight? Yes. That's not even natural. Who's a size eight? Uh, all, the, all the women in the magazines. What magazines are you reading? Cosmo? <laughs> First of all, those women are size zero. They're not size eight. You well, don't even know what size Well, it says size eight on there. You need to get your eyes checked. I am trying to help you. Why? By making me feel bad about myself? I'm not making you, know, you. I'm motivating you. Do, uh, you're motivating me by saying you're not going to take me to a party unless I lose weight? Yes. Jesus. It's a goal. Is it a goal? Yes. For whom? For both of us. Uh, It'll bring us closer together. Oh, yeah. So, like, I started myself so I can go meet your dumb ass. Like, you, you work in the mortgage industry, and you think you have a moral compass? Go fuck yourself. Look, 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 look. If you show up. All right. Oh, I'm busy. If you show No, up, I'm not. Did I tell you? Okay. Yeah, if I show up, what? I, I, if you show up and, I, and, and you've lost weight, it's going it's to, it's, I, I could get a promotion. There is absolutely nothing that I respect about you at this moment. We have a great relationship. We have a shitty relationship. Okay, okay, okay. There's some things we need to iron I mean, out. I, you know what? If you don't, I mean, God, the list is so long. I'm trying to pick the thing that I want you to do in the next four weeks. Great. This is awesome. Okay. We, we can have like a contest. Like I'll do okay. something. I got it. And then, I then you can lose some weight. Okay. Okay. This is mine. Okay, great. I need you to move out. Okay. Great. All right. So I'll move out, mm -hmm. all right, and then you'll lose weight. Dude, it's called divorce weight. I'm going to lose it. I'll be free. I won't be eating my feelings anymore. In a tub. Who eats in a tub? Depressed people. Are you depressed again? What do you mean again? You Clarice, don't listen. You told, me, you told me that you were over it. I cannot take you. I cannot take someone who is overweight and depressed to, to the party. First of all, I don't know why you think being in the back room at Mike Ditka's Steakhouse is a big deal. First of all, Ditka is a big motherfucking racist, misogynist dick. So if I don't get to go to this party and instead to go out with actually people that care about me, like everybody else in my life, I cannot wait. Also, don't let the door hit me in the little tiny ass of yours. Chris, I think you're overreacting here. I'm sorry. You tell a woman that you've told to lose weight or you're not going to show them in public is overreacting. I am being so calm right now. You should be thanking yourself. I think. I think you think a lot. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that you should think about it. 
Oh, right? I've thought about it. What okay. do you mean? And I don't need time to think about it. And? You are leaving. I mean, I'll leave. No, I said I would leave. Good. And Take the table. I'm taking the table. It's the only thing you've contributed to this relationship. Okay. And I don't need it anymore. And you know what? It's fair to Midlum. It's not even that great. Well, I was giving you the props for something that maybe I didn't deserve you, you to have. I'm not going to leave like this. I don't know how you're going to leave. Well, I'm taking the table. Great. But I, have to, but I, I just, I just want to be okay with you. Okay. I'm not going to be okay with you. I, you, you, you can be okay with it. Then that, that seems like work you need to do. Okay. Is there anything I can do to get you to go to the party? I would say you're not a great listener. <laughs> and I don't want to go to the party. Is that an answer? Okay. Okay. Great. I'll just take somebody else. Have at it. If you think you're putting that dick in anybody else, you're crazy. Oh, God. All right. All right. I don't know why that was the outline. A dick thing. Come on, guys. All right. So uh, that, was, that, was, that was fun. I had fun. Uh, but I really felt at one point that, like, that my character really hurt you. Oh, no. I wasn't hurt at all. That okay. No, great. but I was. I mean, no, that's I, good I, then. I know, but I, great. I, you, you're a great actor. I was really like, oh, fuck. I really have gone too far. No, man. No, because I, I feel like I wouldn't be here unless I trusted you, right? Right. And like, I really, yeah, no, you didn't. I thought it was amazing. Okay. And that whole idea of a man telling a woman, like, I'm not taking you to my party unless you lose. Like, and also people like this exist. And I always feel like we're in this bubble sometimes that we don't really, like, we don't remember that. I think it's great. I think that's great. Because well, I feel a little shame about it. Because I, I think, Why? I think, because I a couple things. One is, I think today there's so much po um, politically correct stuff. Sure. And I think also our generation is a little the older gen the older generation. I think we can get away with stuff more or something. I don't know. I think the opposite. I think okay. that. Well, I think that like. First of all, I think, like, when I, most of the people I improvise with, I know very well, and I trust them, and they could say anything to me. Basically, the only thing is, when, if anybody says, is there anything I need to know, I'll be like, dude, just, you know, I have a bad back, so, like, don't jump on my back, mm -hmm. like, don't, like, I'm, if you, like, think, like, that I'm going to need to lift you in a scene, I will not be able to do that. I need to protect right. this, right? People can say anything to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like you did not hurt me. I thought it was an amazing scene, and I think it's important because this exists, and I think it's great. But if we were in an improv audience, do you think I would have gotten booed? Maybe, but like maybe, the, but like you're not. Maybe you're. I think it depends. Like if you go out, like maybe if that's if people don't know, hmm, that's interesting. I think there's a, like I've seen guys and women do stuff, and I'm like, I fucking hate them. But it's also usually not about one scene, right? It's mm -hmm. about how they care themselves on stage, how they're treating their their coworker or their member, like their, their team members. Right. You can get a lot about like how people like even like watch, like uh, it's fascinating. Like when, when you watch people watching their teammates on stage, you can like sometimes you see utter contempt and you're like, dudes, right? So like I think, I don't, th I think that if you, ha like if, if people, mm, that's such a good question. And also if they booed you, but they liked you, if they, they knew that that wasn't you, that you were playing a character, they're booing the character, right? But I think if they didn't, if they thought that, like, oh, here's this fucking dick who's like telling this fat woman that she's too fat to go to a party. Yeah, I mean, I think that's dangerous, right? But there's something about engendering trust and like having audiences like realize that we're, you know, right. that we're like, I think that, and this, is, this to me is important shit. Like, I think that is great. It's better than like, oh, let's go to a party. Like, this was like actually a, a real thing that happens. Fat women, get this all the time, like unspoken, spoken. It is, I think this is really important shit. And I think, I love it. Okay, how much of it uh, was that you could really take a strong point of view? Let's say I was playing with somebody who wasn't as strong. Right. Because you really, you really had a very strong point oh, of view sure. about it. Oh, for sure, yeah. And so you could really, you could, um, th there was a good status thing going. Sure, Okay. Yeah. Um, so how much do, do you think that plays into it? I, I don't. Mm -mm. I don't know. I don't know if I know what you're asking. I think that like that would make that would makes a scene that like can go well, right? Mm -hmm. Is that if people have strong well, strong points of view is like the 
the main thing, right? Right. Like, if you don't know what people are thinking about something, like, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Or, like, if they're playing not knowing. Like, if they're, but you still know that there's a point of view. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, yeah. And if somebody, like, the thing is that I feel now, like, if you had said this to me when I was, you know, going through classes, I would be like, I probably, like, if this had, like, somebody actually did something to me, like, when I was, like, in level B or level C. It was, like, this really skinny woman, and she was real quirky, and she made us, um, that's so funny. I, she made us like wearing bikinis on a beach. And I was just like, I felt so ashamed. I felt like sick to my stomach. And I well, think, you were heavier back then, right? Yeah, but even if that, like, I think even like if I was this heavy then. Right. And not as confident. It's so funny. I, I, I lack a lot of confidence, but I'm very confident of some stuff. I, I'm not, mm, but I, I just feel like if somebody says something to me, like I have that confidence, like go fuck yourself, feel how you want to feel. I can't control that. That does not make you a great person. Feel how you want to feel, not my problem. But this, like, I believe I didn't go to class the next week because mm -hmm. I was, like, spiraling for so long. Like, everybody was thinking about me being fat in a bikini. Like, oh, my God, whatever. So, like, if you had, if, it, if I was 25 right now and you did this, I'd be, like, probably, like, I would, I would, like, lose it and, like, shut down and then, like, probably go backstage and cry. And then I have plans later. I wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Dude, come at me, bro. I don't care. And that's where work happens, right? right? But I think also your character or this scene kind of made a statement on... Society. Yeah. yeah. And how. Yeah. And actually, I was. That's why I saw it. I was like, ugh, I kind of just put a name on it. And Vensel sees VD a lot. I was like, God, you guys. I, I was like, I wonder what my PSA improv thing is going to be about tonight. Like, and sometimes I, like, I'll, I always kind you of feel like, like sometimes you're too preachy. I, oh, I, I mean, I think people might think I'm too preachy, but it's like I have this voice, right? I have a right. lot of opinions. I, right. And actually, like, there was like a time, like, I would always say, well, gender and sexuality are fluid. Gender and sexual, uh, like, maybe like, I don't know, three out of every four shows. And then it got to like Dana Q started saying, I think MCC said it once. It was like, so now it's like, that's kind of like, like, hey, Abby, gender and sexuality fluid. I'm like, I know. So like, I, but like, and so like, I think maybe other people think I'm preaching. Like, all right. I have a lot of, I have a lot of opinions. That's who I am. That's how I perform. Have at it. Don't like it. All right. Great. All right. We're going to take some questions. For ah! All right. Great. Um, we've got some people here. Hey. Uh, big fans of yours. We've got one person. You're really is, pushing that. I'm pushing it. I swear. Got, we're all big I'm fans of Abby. I want to hear Tweet from it. Grace, who is a huge fan of yours. Uh, Grace came to see you tonight. Uh, oh, hi. Grace, That's you have so a, nice. What question do you have for Abby? Um, what advice do you have for dealing with supervisors who are just like rude? Uh, on stage or off stage? Both. Okay. Can you give us an example? Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay, and then uh, can I ask some follow-ups? Uh, are you a student at this time? Or are you perform like uh, b both, student and performer? Or student, okay. Um, ooh, that's a really good question. I don't know if I'm going to have the right answer. Uh, how do you... Um, Let's get some more information oh, on this. How well, are they How are they rude? I don't, do we need... I don't no, know. if you got it. I, I think was, I got it. I was but trying like, to help you out there. Thanks, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> also, we were backstage, and he was like, got your back, and he didn't right. get my back. He was okay. just like, I've got your back. I was like, all right, all right, Jimmy. Uh, so I don't, I don't bless you, whoever sees. Um, do you want more information? Yeah, when you say rude, <laughs> when you say rude, what do you mean? What, are they, what is their behavior like? Just like the kind of people who, I feel like it's probably rooted in insecurity. Sure. They have to prove is it, uh, I mean, not to do this gender thing, is it mostly dudes? Not. 50-50? All right. Um, I think, I don't know, like, uh, that is really good. Uh, I think, I mean, this, I, I, this might even be about improv. It's, like, about life, right? So, like, like whatever job you have, like, you're newer, you're student in something, like, people can be dicks, and they're trying to show that, like, oh, no, I know how this is. You don't know what you're talking about, whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, God, that's really good. I would say maybe just try to be your best self in the moment, and I know it's very difficult, um, and just be, like, uh, if it's, especially if it's in a class setting, and if, especially if it's doing, if you're, if they're in, if they're doing something to you on stage, God, this is really complicated. I would say re react honestly, and then also remember that, like, this isn't about, like, don't let that, like, try not to let that throw you off, right? Because we're all there to learn, and we're all trying to do good scene work. And then, like, how would you react with that in real life? Like, if somebody's, like, trying to, like, discount you and say you don't have, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but like you don't know what you're doing. Like you're doing this wrong. Uh, I, I'm more important than you are. I have more status. I know how to do this better than you are. Like is that is that kind of what's happening? Mm, I don't think I'm getting this. Um, maybe be your best self and just tell the truth. You know, like as you can. And 
I thought of that as status, like, and you can kind of push that, and whether or not you feel status in, in real life about that, you can play a character with status, or even like, in, so let's talk, this is stage thing. You can pay, play a character with status, or play somebody like, uh, who just reacts and just like, you know, like, so the audience is just like, yeah, that person is being a real dick. Like, they're not treating this person with respect. I don't, I think maybe I did need more information. I don't think I've answered that right. I don't think Well, the thing you. is, can't you say, Abby, can't you just say, if they say something rude on stage, can't you just say to them, well, that's rude or how? Sure. Or, yeah, know? I would say, tell the truth. So call them on their yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just think also, like, and also, and, and, like, instead, because honestly, like, especially when I was coming up more, you know, like, and again, always learning things still, like, whatever. But, like, that would, like, really, like, push me to the edge. And, like, I would, like, you know, wouldn't show up, like, for the next class, right? Don't let other people, like, choose your journey, man. Like, you're on this journey. You love it. We're all doing this to be better. We're not all, apparently, these assholes. But uh, maybe just, like, take confidence in that and be like, okay, I'm going to play a character that's going to put this person in their place. Or choose, like, the play a character that's really mollifying. Oh, my God, you're so right. I'm so dumb. Why would I think that I would know how to do this? You know, like, make a, make a strong choice, whatever the choice is. And kind of, like, you know, I, somebody was asking a question the other night of somebody, and they were like, well, you could choose to make the other person look well. I was like, whatever. Like, fuck that guy. They're fucking you over. Grace, I didn't help. Re I don't know. Rebecca's uh, got a question for you. <laughs> Rebecca? That was not helpful, Abby. Grace. It, yes. Your question for Abby. No. Oh. No. All right. Yes, you. I'm Nicole. Nicole, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nicole. No, it's fine. Hi, looked at me and I'm like, oh, okay. It's, nice. uh, it's Nicole. Yeah, I'm up in, I just moved here a month ago. Get out, from where? From Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, fantastic. So I'm new to, like, the scene. Okay. Any advice on, like, getting started? Yes. Um, ooh, that's so great. Uh, have you done improv before? Um, like, a, a little bit, okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, cause I, I, like, I didn't take. I like. I think people coming like are, have taken improv like since they were like an eight, in, you know, eight years old. I'm like, I, I started at like 25, right? So whatever. Um, I would say, are you taking classes yet? Um, I'm actually going to Columbia College Chicago. Oh my God, no way, you are! Yeah, doing their comedy. Oh, that's fantastic. Program, so I'm trying to get as much as I can. Right. I would say, I mean, that's fantastic. Congratulations on that. That's a big deal. And then also, I would say, like, uh, I, like, the way I do, and then we all do stuff differently. I've known people who've done, like, IO and Second City classes at the same time. I do not understand that. That's not how my brain works. I think that, like, there's so many different training centers here. I would choose one and start doing that program. I, I don't understand, like, and also, like, if you're somebody who likes to do it all, but you're also going through college, I don't, like, how can you do it all? But I would say, like, choose one and just, and just start, start there and, and follow that through and then start somewhere else and do that. Does that make sense? Like, I, I think people, like, trying to do all these things, like, it, and honestly, people are like, well, that's what worked for me. I'm like, mazel tov. Didn't work. Like, I don't understand how that works. Um, for me, uh, annoyance is fant fantastic. I'm also somebody, I was talking to Jimmy in this pre-thing, like, I'm not one of those people who can just get up and do it. And I think annoyance is phenomenal, but I would, and also I don't, if Mick heard this, he, I mean, whatever, or anybody would be like, I disagree with that, that's great. For me, I'm glad I didn't do annoyance first because you go there and you learn how to break the rules that you've learned. And annoyance is phenomenal. You go there, you're like, the number one rule is like, fuck the other person, take care of yourself, right? So you're gonna go through like, I started, I did Second City first. That was great for me. I started in level A and never improvised before. Well, that is, and then like went through that, went through like conservatory, went to IO, went to Annoyance. That was like my trajectory and it worked very well for me because uh, Second City is like you kind of like level A, like ooh, mirrors and like stuff like that, you know? And I was like, okay, mirrors. Oh, that's where we're passing around a cup of coffee. Fuck off. But anyways, I mean, it was like brand new, right? So that was good for me because it was very like, Nurturing, like I'll, I'll. So that's what I would. Choose. I would choose one place at a time, and it sounds like you already know how to. Like you're already doing it. You're you're in comedy studies, so like I think annoyance is fine for you. But for me, annoyance is necessary. Anybody who has like it is necessary. But for me, I'm so glad I did it out of those three last because that's where you go. You have your chops, and then you learn how to come at it in a different way, and you take care of yourself. Number one, and it's very powerful. Great, Tom's got a question. He that's is the one, Tom Vensil, he's the one who's been pushing to get you on their show. Oh, shut so up! Like that's it, yes. Tom? You touched on earlier about how guys about teach when you dress. If Jimmy had our award with Irish Bowl Comedy class, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Wait, uh, I touched on what before? You touched about teaching and things. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think it was second question now. You did mention earlier you brushed on the bit sometimes after shows. You may feel down or up afterwards. <laughs> 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. I. It's funny, like, um, one of the reasons I cannot teach or coach is because I honestly don't... Which I, th I think is bullshit. Okay. I think uh, you'd be a great teacher. Well, that's very kind. Honestly. All right. But I just think... Uh, was, Tom uh, said he'd take your class. Uh, well, that's a, like, honestly, he's like, hey, Abby, I think you should do this. I'm like, thanks, Tom. Um, uh, but honestly, like, sometimes like we'd be getting notes and I'd be like... And they'd say, like, in this scene, this happened, and I'd be like... I in that scene? Like, I honestly don't have that memory. Like, was I in that scene? They're like, no. And then, the, then another scene, like this scene, it was like, that was like, oh, was I in this scene? Like, yeah, I'm giving you the note. I'm like, can you be more specific? Just tell me what I did. Because I don't have that memory. Like, I honestly, like, and we were like, when I heard Sam say, and then we're going to analyze the scene, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not going to remember it. Um, what was, so that's what was well, I. Like self-analyzing Yeah, oh, so how do I do Yeah, how do, well, how do you do it? What's of, in your head? A lot of it is like, Sometimes the vibe of the team after the show isn't great. Like, if you leave a show and, like, your team, we're like. And then I start, like, is it me? I thought I, I, thought I pissed people off. So it's still, like, I did this thing. Tom saw this. My show, I, I just think it's, like, my goal, like, my friend once was, like, never apologize after a scene. Like, we're all in this together. Never apologize. I apologize all the time. It's just a fucking pussy move. Do not apologize. But then I do apologize. After like, the scene. After, no, after show. Like when you go off and things are weird. I'm sorry. And, yeah. Okay. And I think it's like you shouldn't, right? Because like we're all in this together, right? But then I did this thing. I was like, but honestly, you guys, if I perform with you and I haven't apologized to you, I'm really sorry. I meant to, but I'm working on this thing. So I think it's like if some, sometimes I think a show goes well and we're have, all having fun, but then the vibe is a little weird. And that could be for uh, thousands of reasons, right? But 20 years later, I'm still like... I bet it was that that move I did that this person and it's just like and these are some of my dear friends so so if it's a bad what, if it's a bad show it's your fault basically oh for sure guys. okay okay great we've this has been so much fun yeah. we've got to wrap this up we end the podcast with the same question what piece of advice would you give someone starting an improv and comedy today what would you tell them I would say. Trust your voice. You're doing this for a reason and that you have a point of view. And um, don't let other people tell you you don't. And uh, um, I think certain uh, members of our community are put down or aren't given opportunities for a variety of reasons. And, uh, you know, you're paying whatever it is now, $208 for a class. You have every right to be there as anybody else. And uh, enjoy it. Have fun. Abby, thank you so Thanks, much Sarah. for thank being you our so guest. And there you have it, another episode of Improv Nerd is in the can. And I want to thank our guest, Abby McEnany, uh, for being such a wonderful guest. I also want to thank uh, the Second City Training Center here, uh, where we record our show, at Judy's uh, Beat Lounge. And uh, Jesse Swanson is the one who's just been an incredible host. Also would like to thank my producer, Dan Schiffmacher. He's the one who makes me sound so slick and so professional. If it wasn't for Dan, you wouldn't be hearing my voice right now. Also... The director of the live version of Improv Nerd is Sam Bowers, and the sound engineer is Mark Sherletic. Uh, all right, if you want more information about me, Jimmy Corain, and my award-winning improv classes, workshops, and intensives, The Art of Slow Comedy, and to sign up for the Improv Nerd blog, go to my website, jimmycorain.com. As you know, we're on social media. We're taking over social media. Uh, follow us on Twitter, which is improv underscore nerd. Like us on our Facebook page, Improv Nerd, because it really helps with my low self-esteem. And then go to, you got to do this. You got to subscribe to the Improv Nerd YouTube channel, which is Improv Nerd Podcast, all one word. And you will see clips from the live show. As you know, we're part of this wonderful podcast collective called feralaudio.com. So check out all their podcasts. Uh, and I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, walk, don't run. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it, and here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right, Scarface, The New Frontier. 
Interior Happening Discotheque. Remember when we called clubs <laughs> discotheques? <laughs> LOL. No. The 70s were crazy. Night. <laughs> the crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would, he even, why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, <laughs> oh my God. he spots his dear friend who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. <laughs> Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. <laughs> oh, my 